Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. <laughs> uh, Okie dokie. It was a pretty good day yesterday. <laughs> you know, they say uh, good news comes in threes, so it's happy for the Atlanta Braves after the state of Georgia having Major League Baseball crap all over their state for trying to institute free and fair elections rules. They won. Good for them. Pretty much an election route all over the country from sea to shining sea. Liberals are balling a mommy right now, having cookies, Malamars, and milk, trying to nurse their delicate wounds. And I got some great news yesterday out in Houston, so it has been a great day. Little out of order today, Joe, with everything, but Joe, welcome to the Dan Bongino show today and Guy as well. We had a little bit of a day off yesterday. Day off, there was a show yesterday. There was a show, but we had to tape it early because I had to travel. We are back and man, is it a good day. And I, Joe's like, you're sounding and looking awfully chipper this morning. And I am because it proves my point. You got to do, you got to do, you got to show up and vote and do. You got to do, not just talk. You got to do stuff. And you did it. You did it. You proved that it's not just the Democrats that are talkers. Uh, it's not just the Democrats that are doers. You're the doers. The Democrats were the talkers. They talked a lot of junk and they got smoked by you, the doers. The do matters always. Loaded show today. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe. A big bell today. Yes, sir. A double bell today. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. Hit the Kenny bell. Yeah. Oh, oh, by, which reminds me. <laughs> what? I got this. This is funny. Someone said, let's go, Brandon, cowbell. So thank you very much for that. Listeners, you are awesome. We love you guys. Good to see you back and feeling chipper, pal. It really is. Oh, Good to see you. you. Yeah, man. Well, you know, you know the details very yeah. well. But no reason to be worried. And thank you, Joe. You're a good man. I know you uh you were worried about me. So is he and my wife and everything is good. So the delicious irony. Atlanta wins the World Series, GOP routes last night. It was a good day, ladies and gentlemen. So here's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna go through a quick election update because there are things you might have missed last night. We're gonna go through through some thank yous. Uh, who really deserves a thank you for this route across the country yesterday? We're going to have the best uh, liberal MSNBC, CNN meltdowns. They were uh, fantastic. And we're going to discuss, as we are on my Fox show this weekend as well, other victories and the best of the rest, as we'll call them. Things you may not have heard about. It wasn't just Virginia and New Jersey, folks. The destruction was everywhere. First, a quick update. It is insane, crazy, crazy pills time. Morpheus Neo blue red pill time that New Jersey is still too close to call the New Jersey governor's race. 
in any normal election year, based on sheer numbers alone, Democrats outnumber Republicans in New Jersey by a massive margin. In any regular election year, New Jersey's Democrat candidate should win in a route. The fact that New Jersey, in this hyper-partisan environment we are in now, that uh, 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 the, the race and the Murphy-Citarelli race is too close to call is insane. It's 49.6 to 49.6. I don't know what's going to happen, but I want you to keep in mind, Sleepy won the state, New Jersey, by 16 points, not 1.6, 16 points. That is a massive earthquake. That is a tsunami. That is a level five tornado on that tornado scale. What is it, an F5? Or is it, in, I don't even know, but it's a big, badass tornado. This is huge. Second quick update. It looks now that there's going to be a sweep at the state level in, in uh, Virginia, at the state level offices. AG, LG, Lieutenant Governor and Governor, Yunkin, Sears, and uh, Jason Meares. Huge, huge. It also looks like the state house in Virginia is going to flip back to Republican control. Huge, huge. School board routes around the country. The Minneapolis anti-police measure goes down in flames. New York City ballot initiatives to institute ways to cheat on elections went down in flames. Folks, it was a bloodbath. Don't believe me. Here's that hack Larry Sabato, a discredited buffoon, who was just a couple days before talking about white, you know, backlash or whatever and all this crap. He's a goofball, Sabato. He's always been a clown. But here's Larry Sabato, who knows Virginia politics well, saying exactly that to Rachel Maddow. Folks, this is a bloodbath. The story is, I'm not going to call it a blowout because we don't have the final uh, final uh, numbers, but I will tell you, somebody in uh, high up in uh, McAuliffe's camp who was there with McAuliffe uh, put it this way to me about an hour ago. It's a bloodbath. Uh, and so far, everything we've seen pretty much falls along that line. And while we don't have complete figures, anything close to complete figures for the House of Delegates, you could guess based on what I've just said. It was a bloodbath. And it was a bloodbath because you showed up. Talk is great. Talk sometimes is necessary to motivate people, but talk doesn't change the world. Doing things changes the world. And you showed up. Folks, listen, I get it. I'm with you 100%. 2020 was the shadiest election I have seen in a long time. But the way to fight back against shady elections is not to forfeit every future election. You refuse to do that. There is always going to be shenanigans in elections. Always. But the remedy is to get people in there to fix the shenanigans. It's never to give up. And you refuse to give up. Your money was on the line. Your kids were on the line. Your ability to practice your religion was on the line. This was, an, this was a, a national mandate against mandates, against CRT, against the inflation problem, against Joe Biden. And it was national. And you did. You showed up. You got in a boxing ring and you threw the damn punches. You didn't sit on the sideline eating peanuts. God, that guy's a bum. That guy's a bum. You ever been in a ring? No, I ain't never been in a ring. So shut up. You got in the ring. You got in the ring. You did this. You listen to me. You did this. And you should take a bow today. Take a bow today. Chest out, chin up. You should be very proud of yourself. But there are a lot of thank yous to go around. 
The first sincere thank you is to you for showing up and voting. New Jersey, Virginia, and around the country. Thank you. But here's some other thank yous I'd like to throw out there. First is to Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden. Joe Biden deserves a thank you. Check out this Newsweek article about Joe Biden and his uh, approval rating being in the can. If it wasn't for Joe Biden and his push towards uh, mass inflation, printing money to chase products we don't make and we're not making them because we don't have anybody to make them because Joe Biden and the Democrats thought it'd be a good idea to pay people to stay at home. Regulations at ports, regulations on truckers. So we can't get any truckers to ship the stuff that's not being made to ship the stuff that was made before we push people not to make stuff. You can't even get that out there. High prices, inflation, taxes. If it wasn't for that and Joe Biden's disastrous approval rating, as you can see in this Newsweek headline, 71% of Americans say the U.S. is going in the wrong direction as Biden's job rating dips. New poll. Thank you. Thank you, Joe Biden. If I could reach my chest. It's all about you, brother. Second big thank you. I mean... Joe, what would an election be if we didn't thank the Lincoln Project? The Lincoln Project, who um, I, I did I not say this to you guys? I said it to my wife. I didn't want to jinx anything, so I didn't say it on the air. The minute the Lincoln Project got in this race for Terry McAuliffe, I swear to you, I swear, I said to my wife and everyone else a week ago, it's over. Glenn Youngkin won. The I, yeah, I did say it to you, right, Keith? Thank you. I'm not making this up. I didn't want to say it on the air because I didn't want to jinx it. I'm telling you, the minute the Lincoln Project got involved for Terry McAuliffe, I said to Gee, to Joe, to my wife, it's over. Yunkin won. It's over. Send it back. Don't even worry about it. So I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to get, you know, I didn't want to jinx it, right? The Lincoln Project's record of failure, their viral hoaxes, as we can see in this Fox News article, they had the fate. The Democrat racists with their fake white supremacist outfits. So the Democrats, uh, the, the, the civil, the Confederate flag guy at the rally, they put in the back in front of the, in front of the, the platform guy. I mean, this was so obviously, at least the, the Tiki Torch guy, was so obviously a Lincoln Project scam. Whoever they get by, I'm just saying the donors out there, I want to, I didn't have you, this wasn't in my, but thank you to the donors who fund the Lincoln project. We're going to do a piece on my Fox news show this weekend. <laughs> You're probably not going to want to miss about the uh, Lincoln slash Lennon project, the pedo protectors donors on the left, please keep giving to this embarrassing group of losers. Reed Galen, who tried to sell me access to his dad, Reed Galen, former Republican activist when I was running for office, who begged me on email, please, please connect me to Sean Hannity. I showed you the emails. Read this Reed Galen of the Lennon Project. Rick Wilson, who I ran into the airport and stunk like the, I, I had to put Vic, Vic's vapor rub up my nose. He smelled so bad. You know, Rick Wilson, the guy who uh, accused Ann, uh, Ann Coulter of wanting uh, of getting anal from Trump or something Jeez. like that. No, that's real. Yeah, you guys, you guys can look at the Lincoln Project. Please continue to donate to these embarrassing failures. Please, please. Everyone they get behind gets annihilated. Everyone. So leftists, please continue to fund this discredited bunch of bad body odor, dandruff-wearing, Selling access to their dad, pedo protecting losers. I'm begging you. Big thank you for the Lincoln Project. 
Man, if I ever run for office again, I pray the Lincoln Project comes out for my opponent. If I ever get involved in a life, that's why you'll know we'll win right away, instantly. That was the worst theater experience they could have ever had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Dude, it doesn't get any worse. It doesn't get any worse. No. My third thank you, Merrick Garland. Big thank you to the Agino Attorney General and name only. As we saw in this U.S. News and World Report story, if it wasn't for Merrick Garland sending out a uh, tyrannical letter from the Department of Justice targeting parents who showed up to protest for their schools, uh, for better schools, targeting those parents as domestic terrorists, uh, I don't know what would have happened in this race. We might have, you know, it might have been closer. We might have lost. So a big thank you to the Agino, Joe Biden, the Lincoln Project. Yeah, big, big, huge thank you to you guys. A big thank you to Loudoun County Schools, their school board, um, the school board who thought it was a good idea to institutionalize critical race theory despite public opposition, as we see in this article, The Federalist. If it wasn't for that, Matt Walsh from The Daily Wire showing up out there, Luke Rosiak, who reported on the father of the girl who was raped, who was then attacked by Loudoun County Schools, and most importantly of all of those, the parents. You matter most. Ian Pryor. Ian Pryor, Chris Rufo, activists who expose critical race theory in schools. If it wasn't for you all, but most importantly, keep the attention where it's deserved. The parents. The parents who showed up at Loudoun County School Board meetings and said enough is enough. So thank you, Loudoun County School Board, for doubling down on trying to teach kids to be racist. We owe this victory to you, the Lennon Project, the Agino, and Sleepy. Got a couple more thank yous here. Want to get in Major League Baseball. Um, thank you, you dipwads, for pulling the all-star game from the state of Georgia because they were trying to institute a free and fair election system in Georgia. That pretty much galvanized the sports world against the Democrats. So we really appreciate that. People just want to be left alone to watch a ball game, even the all-star game. It doesn't really even mean much. It just, you know, it, it relates to home field advantage. I think of the postseason. That's it. I don't even know if they're still doing that, but it doesn't even mean much. But we couldn't even enjoy that. Major League Baseball, Rob, Rob Manfred had to pull that out. So you got humiliated. The Atlanta Braves turned around, stuck it in your face, and won the World Series. So big double barrel middle finger to you. But thank you for galvanizing the sports world, Rob Manfred, and the losers who manage the Major League Baseball Association. Big thanks there. Another big thank you to a member of the squad who frequently gets overlooked for her contributions to the Republican Party, Joe. It's always about everybody's always thanking AOC. That's, right. you know, Ayanna Presley and others. Corey Bush is a new member. What would we do without Corey Bush? Big thank you to Corey. You Corey Bush. Corey. Thank you, Corey Bush. Leftist hey. member of the squad. He's applauding Joe. Big round of applause from Joe. Here's an article in The Hill. Just days before the election, Corey Bush rips the only centrist Democrat left up on the Hill. As cinema, not so much. Uh, she does some things, but I think she's a lefty too. Corey Bush rips Joe Manchin on the spending bill opposition, accuses him of being anti-black, anti-child, anti-woman, and anti-immigrant. Thank you, Corey Bush, for uh, Democrats around the country who align with Joe Manchin's uh, West Virginia state values. Now they're anti-woman, anti, uh, anti-black, so they're all racist, misogynists, and xenophobes. Thank you, Corey Bush, for reminding America about exactly what we don't want in members of Congress and governors. So thank you, Corey. We appreciate that. I want to thank Corey again. She gets a double round of applause here. Thanks, Corey, Whoa. for this one. Excellent work. Double. Yeah, I know, too. That's big. We haven't done that before. That's, <laughs> that's right. Here is a video of Corey Bush 
from just a few months ago as Democrats around the country were embarrassed by the defund the police uh, anti-public safety position of most of the liberal members of their party. Cori Bush doubled down and was like, I got private security, but you can plant a wet one on my caboose because I still want to defund the police, even though I'm using your money to protect myself. This was great. Check this out. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety. So suck it up, losers. Suck it up. I'm going to take your money, spend up to 200000 on my security because I get death threats. Keep in mind, she's talking to people who live in places like Chicago that has a higher death rate than the 1980s by Beirut in some cases, right? Yeah. So there you go. Corey Bush. Thanks, Corey. Great job there. We really appreciate it. We needed that reminder before the election about how crazy all of you are up there. Keep talking, Corey, please, throughout the 2022 and 2024 election. Um, I think Republicans should start a pact to uh, donate to Cori Bush and the Lincoln Project. It is just, that would be just terrific. Um, a couple more quick thank yous before we move on to the best media meltdowns you're not going to want to miss. Uh, the National School Boards Association. Thank you. Thank you. What would we do without you guys? Decide it was a good idea to contact the White House to get parents who speak out for their kids' education targeted using the Patriot Act, as we see in this Fox News article. National School Boards Association. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was just, I mean, without that, who knows where we'd be right now. New Jersey could have been a 10-point blowout. And finally, just a quick thank you to one of the most hapless buffoons out there in the media ecosystem who frequently escapes scrutiny on this show because there's so many other idiots out there. But the not-so-great Jennifer Rubin at the Washington Post who once pretended to be a conservative who called it on September 16th, Joe, 2021, uh -huh. when Bill Kristol... Uh, rhino, phony, fraud, Republican, Bill Crystal endorsed McAuliffe. She said, and I quote, this Bill Crystal endorsement will be big. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, it was big. Yeah, it was it big. It was big. All right, Jen. Oh, it was big. Just not in the way you thought, Jen. So good job, Jennifer Rubin, and a big yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. to Sleepy Creepy, the Lincoln Project, Merrick Garland of the Loudoun County Schools, Major League Baseball, Corey Bush and the squad, the NSBA, and Jennifer Rubin. Mm. You guys are spectacular. What we do without you. Okay. Um, let me get to my second sponsor here. And I got some great media meltdowns. Uh, the, what, the, the biggest grifter out there, Nicole Wallace on uh, MSNBC, who grifted off Republicans for years. Um, they started to realize what a loser she was. So she took her loser act over to MSNBC, where no one watches her show there either. So Nicole Wallace coming up is great, where she tries to pretend now CRT isn't real. So it went from something the Democrats ran on to they started to run away from to they totally ran away from. Now the message is it doesn't even exist at all, which is weird because there's that actual book called Critical Race Theory. I'll show you in a minute. In a, in a, if you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, 
It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. It's a quick note before the meltdowns. Uh, Lucy, man, I came back last night. I hadn't seen Lucy, my dog, in a day and a half. And it's just amazing how much dogs love you so unconditionally. She comes out of the uh, doggy daycare place she goes to. And uh, man, she must have smelled me or something outside the door because my wife wouldn't. She would not. She like choked herself on the leash trying to get out the door. <laughs> oh, back on the two legs. Yeah. She came out and jumped on me like she hadn't seen me in 100 years. So thank you, Lucy, too. She gets a real thank you, not like a, these sarcastic thank yous from before. So best media meltdowns. Let's go to a couple of these here. Here is the grifter, Nicole Wallace, one of the epic losers in politics today, couldn't hack it on the Republican side, is now humiliating the Democrats with her poorly rated, nobody watches show. Still grifting, though. Here's Nicole last night saying, yeah, listen, man, CRT, this thing isn't even real. Check out this. This is hilarious. I think we know the answer to some of this. I watched Glenn Youngkin's interviews on Fox News, and he did nothing that Claire's, he did not. I mean, he worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump on Fox News. He flew an insurrection flag at his rallies. He simply didn't. He played dumb about a, 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 a Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection in which police officers were maimed by flagpoles. So I think that the, the real ominous thing is that critical race theory, which isn't real, turned the suburbs 15 points to the Trump insurrection endorsed Republican. What do Democrats do about that? Yeah, Nicole really is um, a very sad human being. People who know her in the inside will tell you what a really sorry soul she is. I'm not kidding. Um, I know a good amount of people haven't run myself and uh, Nicole's reputation was embarrassingly bad. So she went to MSNBC like a Judas uh, for her 13 pieces of silver and produced nothing in return. She can't even get ratings over there. So um, she says a couple of things over there. CRT isn't real, she says, which is um, comical because there's an actual book. I mean, she could just look at Delgado's text called Critical Race Theory. He was kind enough to put it on the screen. There it is on Amazon right there. Number one bestseller in jurisprudence. Um, but it, she knows critical race theory is real. And what, what you as parents out there should find embarrassing about this is instead of admitting that the Democrats stock their best soldiers behind the CRT banner and wanted to fight for it. They're now pretending that the war never happened as the dead bodies are on the field. We have the textbooks. We see the stuff they were teaching. We see the memo memos. Last time McAuliffe was in office. CRT was everywhere. Critical racism training, white oppressor telling your kid he's the white oppressor it was everywhere. Pretending it didn't happen. Like grifter did grifter Wallace. It's not that the grifter's not stupid. It's that she thinks you're stupid. That the parents who showed up, the parents who showed up were just voting against the ghost, something that didn't exist. In other words, you're all idiots. Notice how the Republican in the race, Youngkin, never treated you like an idiot. He told you what was there. They had the data to back it up. Parents didn't like it. They didn't want their kids being taught they were racist. And there was a backlash to racism. That's what the backlash was to, teaching kids racism. And it's people like Nicole Wallace who will lead to landslide losses in upcoming elections if she continues down this route.
is the Democrats are doubling down. You don't believe me? They learned, you think for a second they learned anything from last night? Anything? Anything. Here's Joy Reid. I'm going to show you two videos where she, again, about how this is all about like whites and white backlash. And, re- and then she doubles down on it later. Here's video number one. Check this out. And the exit poll showed that, that which was interesting, that the coronavirus or that the virus was a very has low was not importance to many yes, of the voters. There. Was it was education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. There you go. It's all about you white parents, the white oppressor out there. You did it. They've learned nothing from this. Folks, they have learned nothing. The good news in that is they will run this same strategy guaranteed in 2022. All you whites out there, white men, white kids, white moms, you're all racist slobs. Everybody hates you. You're mutts. Um, You should uh, never vote, never show up again. You shouldn't have any representation. Um, Here's Reed doubling down again on, on race, given how brutally it failed last night. You think Joy would be smart enough, but Joy's not. I believe Joy is genuinely one of the idiots in the media. She really is. I just think she's very dumb. That's why she doesn't, she never can process information in a strategic fashion. She's just dumb. That's why she's the gold medal winner in our dopey talking head Olympics. Here's Joy Reid again, doubling down on race. They would have to be willing to say what you have said on your show. I think we've all said a version of it. You have to be willing to vocalize that these Republicans are dangerous, that this isn't a party that's just another political party that disagrees with us on tax policy, that at this point, they're dangerous. They're dangerous to our national security because stoking that kind of soft white nationalism eventually leads to the hardcore stuff. It leads to the January 6th stuff because if people are tolerant of it in your party, they're tolerant of the soft racism, it's a really short trip to get to the January 6th insurrectionist place. And we're not- so uh, just so you're clear, Joy Reid says if you voted for Yunkin last night, you're just one step away from uh, white supremacy and a Ku Klux Klan hood. Oh, sorry, that's the Democrat governor now. Yeah, so, oh, no, no, he was, may have been the blackface guy, Joe, right? Was it, we have decided, they, 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 they figured that out yet? Was Ralph Northam the Democrat governor? Was he the blackface guy or the Ku Klux Klan guy? Do you remember, mm-hmm. Guy? Joe, you don't remember? Yeah, I, I don't, don't think remember, he's decided yet which one he was. Yeah, can you look into that? Add that to your homophobic blog thing with Joey that you're working on, the investigation? Oh, hey, sure, Dan. We still haven't got it. Yeah, you got it. Uh, here's Van Jones. Van Jones talking about the straw men in the race. Again, they can't let the race thing go, folks, and it is going to be embarrassing for them going forward. It's good news for us. And this, again, the Joy Reid thing and this proves one of my golden rules. What's one of my golden rules about elections? We think liberals are people with bad ideas, and it enables us to engage on ideas because we treat them like people with bad ideas. Liberals don't do that to us. They think we're bad people with ideas. Therefore, if they can't prove we're bad and racist and xenophobic, which is false, they have nothing because they're not engaging on ideas. McAuliffe had nothing. His whole thing was Trump bad. Yunkin Trump. That was his whole thing. That was his whole campaign. Here's Van Jones again, learning nothing from it. Check this out. You've got to be able to respond to what I think is uh, dog whistling uh, on education. I think all the CRT stuff is trumped up dog whistling, but you've got to be able to respond to it. And I also think that, listen, crime, inflation, and concerns about our kids, Democrats got to have better answers uh, next year than we had this year. Now, Van Jones is smarter than Joy Reid, a lot smarter. So he, he, he knows what he's saying there is BS. CRT isn't dog whistling. Critical racism training, that's what it is. Critical racism training is actual racism, teaching people and kids to judge each other by the color of their skin. It's the very definition of racism. Van Jones knows that. He's just playing to the whatever CNN audience or MSNBC, wherever the hell he was, doesn't 
Yeah, all three. Yeah, all three people watching, as Keith said. But here's Van Jones. Now I know Van Jones isn't dumb. He was just lying about that. Reed is genuinely dopey. Like she just doesn't know better. Here is Van Jones warning liberals that your little like inside baseball bubble Twitter ecosystem that you're talking to, if you keep talking to just those three or four people on Twitter or three, four percent of your party on Twitter who have an outsized voice because they're on Twitter, kind of like the cat lady and others, you're going to ruin the country. You're going to ruin your company. You're going to ruin the economy. You're going to ruin your prospects at a future. But the liberal ecosystem is not the real world. Here's Van Jones himself, again, a liberal Democrat, warning Democrats about just that. Check this out. I think that the Democrats are coming across in ways that we don't recognize that are annoying and offensive um, and seem out of touch in ways that I don't think show up in our feeds when we're looking at, at, at our kind of echo chamber. He's not dumb. I told you. Reed is. Van Jones isn't. Van Jones, very smart guy. You don't have to agree with him. He knows exactly what he's talking about. That liberals who are listening to the blue checkmark brigade on Twitter with cancel culture and critical race theory. This isn't a path forward, man. We better wake up fast. You just got destroyed in the blue state of Virginia, and you're running neck and neck in the deep blue state of New Jersey. Folks, let me get to my third sponsor here, and then I want to go through some other victories. We'll call these the best of the rest. And I'm going to focus on this this weekend, not just the Lincoln Project on my show on Fox, Unfiltered. Saturday, 10 p.m., set your DVRs. Sorry to bother you, but you've given us an incredible ratings victory so far. We've been crushing CNN and MSNBC. I'm going to have some of the people on who you're not going to hear about on cable news. What do you think of this idea? Guy, Joe, what do you think? I'm going to have some candidates on across the country who yeah. won smaller races. Yeah. We'll never get a shot at a national cable audience. They will now. I think it's a good We're going to pick the Rocky stories. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to have them on. Everybody's talking about Virginia and New Jersey. What about the other people? They fought too. We'll call them the best of the rest. That's coming up in a second. Okay, just some victories here down the line showing you how broad-based this victory was. You all showed up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Doing matters. Talk is cheap. First, Hat tip, John Lujan in Texas. Who's John Lujan? John Lujan won a Texas House District seat in House District 118. Um, that is on the border of Texas. Why does that matter? House District 118? Because it is a border county, a border, uh, a border area in Texas, and the county is 75% Hispanic. Congratulations, Republican John Lujan, for that flip. Also, I got these school board photos. Let's go through these one by one. These are just some of them. Uh, hat tip libs of TikTok, by the way, on social media, who's been gathering all of the massive routes in school boards around the country as CRT becomes a focal point of anger amongst parents who want their kids to be taught to love one another, not to hate one another based on skin color. Here's the first one, Republican Party of New Mexico. This just in. We won both school board races in Lovington by a landslide. Nice. There's a second one here. We have, excuse me if I'm saying this wrong. I'm sorry. Is it Ankeny, Iowa? Conservatives sweep Ankeny school board election, putting a mask mandate in question. <laughs> oh, it's not just Iowa. It's not just New Mexico, folks. There's more. What about Douglas County, Colorado? Conservative candidates leading in return. Four of seven seats were open on election night. 
job, Douglas County, Colorado. But wait, there's always more. Diversity plan opponents win control of school board in South Lake, Texas. Notice how NBC News Joe frames that. Diversity plan opponents. You mean racism training proponents? Racism proponents get their asses kicked in a school board election in South. Let me rewrite that headline for you. Johnston, Iowa. Mask mandate opponents unseat incumbents in Johnston school board election night results. Wallingford, Connecticut. Coming to New Mexico, Gettysburg, PA. Here you go. Republicans win majority on Wallingford Board of Education. There's CT, old Connecticut there. New Mexico is back again. Oh, we had that before, Lovington. And then we had Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Republican-endorsed candidates win school board races in Gettysburg, Gettysburg, PA. You did. You didn't just talk. And the do matters. You should be very proud of yourself. Let me give you an update on one bit of bad news from last night. Because again, I promised you the truth here. I'm never going to feed you nonsense. I'm never going to feed you clickbait. But last night, there was a mishap in Fairfax County, one of Virginia's largest counties and a left-leaning county. There was a counting issue and the count was delayed in Fairfax for a while. So there was a lot of understandable skepticism and a lot of, oh my gosh, here we go again. Virginia is basically waiting to see how many you know votes they need in Fairfax County. I don't blame you. So I went to a source I trust, Harmeet Dillon. Harmeet is a diehard MAGA uh, supporter. She is a lawyer. She is super smart. She knows election law like no one else. And she tweeted this out last night, which put me at ease, which put me at ease a little bit. We'll see if the story turns out to be true about the Fairfax County counting delay. But she said, folks, and I trust her, and I don't feel like it's only fair to give you the, her side of the story where she's hearing it or, or their side. Because uh, I don't want to feed into anything and have us waste a lot of time. She said, folks, I heard from a top GOP lawyer in Virginia tonight that the Fairfax County thing had to do with an out of date and defective memory card. Both sides, meaning obviously Republicans and Democrats, signed off on a rescan and it was witnessed by GOP lawyers in the room the whole time. Ain't over till it's over, but looks good for Yunkin. So again, I'm just here to give you what people are hearing who are in the know. And I think it's important we get that out there. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Stay vigilant. Don't ever accept the story at face value until evidence is proven to back it up. But I want to make sure you have all the facts. You know, I've been talking for a long time, ladies and gentlemen, about new rules. It's time for the new rules. The old rules go out the window. The old rules, Robert's Rules of Order. Oh, my gosh, we got to convince these Democrats. Listen, forget that crap. I'm telling you right now, the new rules are in effect. We have to take the Democrats' rules, Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. They've done it forever. He was a liberal. He was an organizer. His rules, the man is not a good guy. The man thanked the devil in his book. But his rules for organizing, the left has been using for years to stomp our faces into the ground. And it is time for us to stand up and recognize the power in some of these rules and turn them on them. I want to go through these rules, 1 through 13, and I want to show you each one how it was used by GOP organizers to turn Alinsky's rules for radicals on winning back on the left. Rule number one, power is not only what you have, but what the enemy thinks you have. 
Folks, you showing up at school boards. How many people showed up on, on, in, on the, even the most packed day? Thousands? Wasn't millions, we know that. It's not what you have. It's what the enemy thinks you have. And when thousands show up, the people in those school board meetings, when they see all those people out there are thinking, my gosh, a thousand showed up. There's probably 50,000 more who feel this way. It's time to be afraid. Be very afraid. What do I tell you all the time with the 10, 10, and 10 rule? Right before an election, email 10 friends, call 10 friends, make 10 social media posts. Why do you think I include that last portion about social media posts? Because folks, the left has an echo chamber on Twitter and they know that even though say 3% of the population or less are liberal blue check marks, those 3% have a lot of power. They do. They influence companies. They influence policy because it's not what they have. They only have 3%. It's what we think they have. Well, that works for the other side too. That's why the 10, 10 and 10 rule is so important. 10 social media posts. If we all did that, it would give the impression that we are more powerful than we are. It's not what you have. It's what the enemy thinks you have. Rule number two, never go outside the expertise of your people. This is a shout out to Christopher Rufo and Ian Pryor, people who understood the CRT issue better than the CRT proponents themselves. Christopher Rufo from the Manhattan Institute, I believe he's from the Manhattan Institute, and Ian Pryor, who is an activist. In I think he was Fairfax County, but it doesn't matter in Virginia. They went out, they studied and understood the CRT thing. They never lost a debate. They never lost a debate on social media. They never lost a debate on these uh, shows they went on. Crush Joy Reed, Christopher Rufo on the show and humiliated them. They kept within their area of expertise and they followed rule number three too. Whenever possible, go outside the expertise of the enemy. They don't have expertise. Joy Reed is too stupid. Whenever you have the chance to put them on the show like I do on my show with the rebuttal when I do the Democrat segment on, on Unfiltered, there's never an area of expertise for the left. I'm telling you, they are stupid. I'm telling you this. They don't know anything. They have focused entirely on calling you a racist and a misogynist, and they've never studied up on the issues ever because they've never been challenged. Please trust me. Our experts crush their experts every day. It's important to know things. The left doesn't know squat. Rule number four, make the enemy live up to its own book of rules. We did this. Do you see how this happened in Virginia and in New Jersey and around the country? Yeah. School board members showing up at games. Remember, Joe, showing up at mask. We demand a mask mandate in this school, although we have no science. Florida, them taking pictures of the school board member at the game. No mask, nothing. Taking pictures of Phil Murphy, the governor of New Jersey with no mask, embarrass them. If you are uncomfortable with humiliating people, this is not your show. There's other shows out there that play nice. They're very good shows, by the way. They're very good shows. I'm not knocking them. I'm, I'm not them. Okay? I get emails sometimes, Dan, you're too harsh. You too, I, I, that, I'm sorry. I'm not changing anything. If you're not comfortable humiliating the enemy, this is the wrong show for you. They are taking away your civil liberties. Make a joke out of them. Make them live up to their own set of rules. They want mask mandates? Get pictures of them everywhere. Don't let them go out in public without that face diaper on. They want to institute, like Joe Biden does, a billionaire's millionaire's tax? Expose how much money Bernie Sanders has. 
Expose the expensive car AOC drives. Expose Corey Bush for private security while she wants to defund the police. Expose them. Humiliate them. Everywhere. Which connects and segues nicely to rule number five. Ridicule is man's most potent weapon. There is no defense. It is almost impossible to counterattack ridicule. Also, it infuriates the opposition who then react to your advantage. You're uncomfortable with that. I'm sorry, this may be the wrong show for you. This country is not going to be saved with the old rules. Ridicule them everywhere. The Lincoln Project, you see that dandruff sporting B.O. Dragon Rick Wilson run around? Make sure you hand them a thing of degree. Hey, man, you may want to put this on. Give them a thing of VapoRub. You got to put it up your nose and you're around them. You see Reed Galen from the Lincoln Project? Ask him, why were you emailing Dan Bongino begging people to get on the Sean Hannity show, given that Sean Hannity is the object of your ire now? Doesn't that sound a little ridiculous like you? Reed, were you trying to sell access to your dad's list at one point to people? It's interesting because I have emails about that. Ridicule. Didn't you guys support the pedos in your group? You did that, right? You uncomfortable doing that? The fight may not be for you. I know you are. I know you're ready. I know you're ready for what's ahead. Rule number six, a good tactic is one your people enjoy. Don't make it miserable on people. We're going to show up, make it a good time. Make them feel like they're part of something. Collective joy and energy matters. You having fun with Let's Go Brandon? Let's Go Brandon Cowbell? (laughs) And enjoy it. Have fun with it. Don't be intimidated by the left. You're not allowed to say, let's go, Brandon. But didn't you guys say F Trump? Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't matter. No, no, we're going to have some fun with it. Because a good tactic is one your people enjoy. Number seven, a tactic that drags on too long becomes a drag. I'm going to get to the uh, remainder of the rules in a second, but if this drags on too long, this becomes a drag too. So let me get to my last sponsor, and then I'll get to the, uh, the final rules and showing you how we use them, memorize them. Use them, and we will continue to win. Okay, just the remainder of Alinsky's rules and how they applied in this election. Keep the pressure on, rule number eight. That's an obvious one. You can't let up, folks. Pressure doesn't work that way. Pressure only works if it's constant. You can't take the pressure off. You have to double and triple down when you feel like it's not working. Rule number nine, the threat's usually more terrifying than the thing itself. Goes back to rule number one, that it's not what you have, it's what the enemy thinks you have. And remember, we keep the pressure on. That's exactly what parents did. They showed up at every meeting, all the time. They didn't stop. Rule number 10, the major premise for tactics is the development of operations that will maintain a constant pressure upon the opposition. I just said that. The tactics were, we're going to show up at these school boards no matter what, and we're not going to stop, and they didn't. Here's another one. If you push a negative... Hard and deep enough, it'll break through into its counterside based on the principle that every positive has a negative. I'm going to get to that in a second. 12, the price of a successful attack is a constructive alternative. Finally, 13, pick the target, freeze it, personalize it, polarize it. CRT was at target. It was personal for parents who didn't want their kids being taught it to be racist. The reason I said I was going to bring up the portion of the negatives in, the, in a minute here is 
you know, Joe and I have a lot of experience in Maryland politics, a lot. Joe has been in Maryland. Gosh, he's probably interviewed when he was in morning radio there. Who knows? Five, yeah. 600 candidates, even more over decades. Yeah. Um, I ran in Maryland. That's how I met Joe. For those of you who are new to the show, I met Joe when he was a producer at a morning show and I was doing the radio rounds and we just hit it off right away and look at what happened. But there's a governor in Maryland who I am not friends with. I do not endorse his politics. He's a big rhino, Larry Hogan. Um, but Larry Hogan had a model to win the deep blue state of Maryland. Um, not the first time. The first time was, I mean, candidly, it was just a lot of luck. I, I know I ran in that second. Second time, though, he had a model and an effective one. He pretended he had a model the first time. He ran on the coattails of basically everyone else. Um, the model is this. We saw it last night with Yunkin as well. The blue state governor's model is a clear one. Everyone pay attention if you're thinking about running in Illinois, Massachusetts, New York, and elsewhere. You got to run up the score, folks, in rural counties. You have to. Look at some of the numbers Yunkin put up in southwestern Maryland. I mean, excuse me, southwestern Virginia. There were counties out there where he won 87% of the vote. Folks, the problem is conservatives don't run the population centers. The urban areas that are densely packed are run by Democrats. They are, but the, the thing is, there are very few urban centers, but there are a ton of rural counties. You can't win. When Larry Hogan won in Maryland, he won numbers out in Western Maryland and on the Eastern shore that are Republican areas like you've never seen. 80, 20, 82, 18. I mean, you have to run up the score. You have to get every single voter out in rural counties. It's not good enough to win 60-40. You will lose. You got to run up the score in rural counties. This is the blue state model to turn it red at the governor's level. Second, run laser-focused local issues campaigns in the swing counties. Yunkin did it in swing counties. Swing counties in, in certain portions of uh, the Richmond suburbs, Yunkin ran a laser-focused CRT education grocery tax, tax rate, business-friendly, local campaign in the swing counties. And he won. Larry Hogan did the same thing. He ran a laser-focused campaign on the high taxes in Maryland, in swing counties like Baltimore County, not Baltimore City, Baltimore County, for those non-Marylanders, those are different entities. Baltimore County. No one had won Baltimore County Republican since Bob Ehrlich. Hogan won twice because in the swing counties, he stayed focused like a laser on local issues that matter. Third, so run up the score in rural counties, laser focused in swing counties on local issues. You've got to run up your opponent's negatives. Alinsky rule, what was it? Number nine. You've got to run up your opponent's negatives in urban centers. You're not comfortable hearing this, then you don't want to win. You're not going to win a lot of these urban centers. Larry Hogan didn't win Baltimore City. He got crushed there. But he didn't get crushed like other candidates got crushed there. Me being one of them when I ran for Senate. It was a three-person race, but it didn't matter. We got annihilated. You got to run up your opponent's negatives in these cities and make people think twice about supporting the Democrat. You do those three things, and you do them well, and you'll win. The model's there. 
All right, I got a few minutes left here. I wanted to play this. Uh, this is a, a quick hat tip to uh, Tom Elliott over at Grabian. He does some great work over there at Grabian. Here is a montage moving on of the left now still losing their minds over January 6th. Tucker Carlson has a special out called Patriot Purge right now. Uh, it's about what happened on January 6th, the rally, and then what happened up at the Capitol. Now, keep in mind, this is a trailer of reactions to Patriot Purge, Tucker Carlson's special, before it even came out, showing you again how the left has convinced themselves they're not going to debate you on ideas. They've just convinced you're bad people. They're not interested in the idea. They didn't even see the show. And here was the reaction. Check this out. Tucker Carlson has created a terrorist recruitment video. Fox TV branching into fantasy programming. A new series from Tucker Carlson traffics and conspiracy theories surrounding the insurrection on January 6th. Tucker Carlson attempting to rewrite history around the January 6th insurrection. Tucker Carlson makes a tribute video to the terrorists. Tucker Carlson is hitting a new low, completely rewriting the history of the Capitol insurrection in a way that defies belief. Tuckums previewed a documentary that goes beyond the usual Daughters of the Confederacy rewrite of the January 6th insurrection to shameless lying and conspiracy mongering. Tucker Carlson is leaning way in to uh, disinformation regarding January 6th. And it's kind of terrifying because uh, what he's putting out there is just going to lead to more violence. It might be Tucker Carlson's most dangerous moment yet. Fox News's right wing host is taking his assault on democracy to terrifying new heights in a brand new series promising to tell the truth, he says, about January 6th. It actually appears to be nothing but a war on the truth. Show isn't even out yet. They haven't even seen it. It's out now. Those were comments before. So just as uh, this is perfect, this just happened during the show. But I want to get this quick. Uh, the cat lady's back. Confirmed. Zipcar, Joe. Zipcar will be Zip blocking Bongino.com and BonginoReport.com ads from their video media buy. I, I was Zipcar. Is Zip? Is that how? Is that the car? Is that a, what is that? Is that a rental car thing? Is that yeah. like how the cat? Is that how she takes her cats to the vet or something? With Zipcar, <laughs> there it is, folks. Zipcar, be a real shame if you let Zipcar New Haven. It's over, folks. We lost. Uh, we lost a Zipcar or whatever it is. Maybe it's an acne treatment. So this just came over during the show. So there's a guy over at Media Eye. This uh, he's, you know, kind of a clown, but whatever. Um, Aiden McLaughlin. So he just emailed me. Here's what's going on. You may be asking uh, what's going on with your. Uh, with you and Cumulus with their vaccine mandate. So apparently someone at Cumulus must be getting desperate. So Aiden McLaughlin, guys, a leftist. He pretends to be like a down-the-line centrist, but he's really a leftist. He just emailed me, which I'll respond to him only um, on the air. I, won't, I don't respond to him on email because he's a clown. I don't want to give him any clicks. Listen to this. This just goes to show you people on the inside are, uh, are nervous about this whole thing. He says, sources tell media, he's reaching out to me for comment over my vaccine mandate, uh, my objection to the vaccine mandate, the cumulus. I'm reading this live, it just came in. Sources tell Mediaite that the protests, given the timing, uh, is not about mandates, but about getting out of your contract with cumulus. <laughs> what does that sound like to you there, Joe? Maybe someone uh, inside cumulus may, may be leaking some information to make it seem like, gosh, if we discredit Dan Bongino, yes, it's, it's, it's about getting... There's an easy way to get out of the contract, which um, Aiden McLaughlin doesn't know. Um, I haven't shared that, but if Cumulus wants to continue to leak, I can get out of the contract for myself quite easily. So if it was about getting out of the contract, I would exercise that option. Um, Aiden doesn't appear to know that because Aiden is a stooge. Yeah, thank you. Joe, that's at least a double. 
So nice try, um, insider cumulus there. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Second, this part, um, this part he's right about. And this is what I wanted to talk to you about today. It's very serious. Uh, he, he's right about this. He says, some industry sources have said you have lost support from fellow conservative radio hosts over the process, over the, uh, over the protests. Please let me know. Folks, I want to share something with you, a very serious note. That's, um, you know, today was too important of a day to open up the show with what's going on with this vaccine mandate at Cumulus and my continued fight with them. But uh, like I said the other day, it's been wearing me down, but not wearing me out. Cumulus is just insisting on that they, they were right. They fired people because of this vaccine thing, fired them in brutal fashion. The emails are grotesque. They're refusing to back down. And here's what's going on behind the scenes. And um, I'm sorry to have to share this with you. But a lot of people you think are conservative in the conservative movement. I hate to have to do this. They're really a bunch of frauds. I mean it. I could have used their support here. This vaccine mandate is about one thing and one thing only to me. It's always been about the fight for bodily sovereignty and people at Cumulus who know how long I've been fighting them on this know exactly what this is about. If we lose this fight and we let people get fired and we do nothing about it and we stand there and watch and we are part of the problem. A little bit of air support from other people in this space would have made this fight more strategically uh, advantageous, let's just say. But the silence from other conservatives in this space is deafening. Now, the reason I, quote, lost support from some conservatives in this space is because a lot of them have a gravy train. They don't want to give up and they're not willing to risk over anything. They just want me to shut up so that they don't have to call out the company or they don't have to call out their company either. I haven't told you about this, what was going on behind the scenes, but I reached out to one of them the other day, a couple other guys as well. And their whole attitude is ah, not my business, man. As long as my gravy train is good. I'm on my own in this. Uh, I should say on my own, Steve Dace. Thank you to Steve Dace for speaking out. That's pretty much it. It's been one of the great disappointments of my career. People I once believed in are just watching me dangle out here on my own. So I have no doubt what Aiden wrote there is true. There are other conservative radio hosts who just want this to go away. Just shut up. We'll cash our checks, Dan. Life is good. It's not. One more thing. One of the people, uh, one of the, uh, I'm not going to say who, but you probably figure that out. I'm not on that spot alone. There are other people in that 12 o'clock spot. One of the companies that represents one of those other shows has not only not supported me at all, although despite being a conservative radio brand, 
but they have actively undermined my effort to fight these vaccine mandates by reaching out to program directors across the country and recommending that they dump my show and replace it with their show. Think about that for a minute. You've been selling to your audience for years that you're a conservative radio company. And the minute an actual conservative stands up for something at great expense to himself, like a vulture and a parasite, you move right in and start sending emails and calling program directors saying, hey, our guys are, our guys are good corporate lackeys. They won't give you any problems. Get rid of that Bongino guy. He's big trouble. That's happening right now. Like I said, it's wearing me, uh, wearing me down, but it's not wearing me out. So there's my comment, um, Aiden. Print that. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.